Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Brian, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey, what up, Cammie? Hey, Brian. How are you? I'm doing okay. We were blessed with a glimpse at what fall should be like with cool <laughs> weather today. Just completely lifted my spirits. Yeah. Was it cool 80-degree weather? I, it was like 62 this morning, and it was- Was oh it really? I, yeah. I didn't go out of the house until like 7.30. Beautiful. Yeah, and I wasn't sweating my face off while I was waiting for Kinley today at school, so <laughs> it was great. And it's also just been a good week. We're, we're celebrating the three-year anniversary of the show, the creation, and so a lot of support out there. We really appreciate everyone coming in. Uh, you know, mystery every week we pick- Topics, tales, legends, Cami gives you a story, and then we have a little discussion that I had, and we've got a fun one today. So uh, we bring in uh, Mr. King James, not the basketball player, back into the the, the foray here, because we're going to talk about the Witch of Endor, which is essentially a biblical story, right? Yes. That's what all the Christian blogs that I used as references said, I think, so... Um, we both thought it was a Star Wars story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, this is not about the home planet, uh, or it's not the home planet. That was the moon of Endor that the Ewoks were on. I think. I don't know. Return of the Jedi, nineteen eighty three film. Guys, go watch it. It's good if you haven't seen it. Star Wars, it's a big deal. But we're not talking about Star Wars, Cammy. We're talking about the Witch of Endor, and you've got a story for us, right? I do. Yes. Well, regale us, please. Sure. So I used. Uh, a couple of Wikipedia entries on this as well, just trying to figure out who exactly Saul and uh, Samuel were. And yeah. then also I use the King James version of the Bible for the story. When Samuel had passed and Saul took his place as king, he banished all of the seers and witches from the land. But as the Philistine army pressed towards Israel with forces beyond that of the army Saul had assembled, he looked to the prophets for advice not one of them could speak to God, so he prayed. He spent hours pleading with God to give him answers, but God did not respond to his words or tears. So Saul traveled to the village of Endor, where there was a well-known witch who could commune with the dead. He had to disguise himself to seek for help because of his decrees and poor treatment of the witches and seers. He came upon the woman's house, where she greeted him and led him inside. But before she began her summoning, she recognized the man as Saul and was terrified of him. He soothed her and said that he had tried to speak to the prophets and to God himself, but no one would answer. Very well, she told him, and she put together a potion and fumes began to billow through the house. Just then she saw the ghost of Samuel approaching and told Saul that someone had come to see him. She described the figure and Saul recognized this person as Samuel. He asked the witch to tell him how to defeat the Philistines. But the answer would do nothing to comfort him. Samuel spoke of the coming disaster, of raids of men who would take the people of Israel, and of the life of a king, which would the very next day be cut short. Saul shuddered at the witch's words, and weak from lack of food, and from the shocking prophecy. She made him bread, and slaughtered a cow, so that he may dine together strength. He ate in stoic silence, and thanked the woman for her service, then departed to meet his fate, defending his people. Dang, he got a free talk to the underworld ticket, a, a whole cow, and some bread out of this. That's a pretty good package deal. Came that was a great story. That uh, the you know it, it's interesting. Um, I we we were we really kind of go into biblical stuff a couple times. We've gone into it, 
And it's been really interesting looking at this because there's always these little variations like between certain interpretations and stuff like that. I'll get into that in a minute. But like one big thing was was whether or not the witch knew it was Saul or not. Like she she exclaims and the exclamation is either at like, oh, my God, I actually contacted a dead person and they're talking (laughs) or it's oh, my gosh, you are King Saul and you obviously hate, you know. You just drove out a bunch of people like me, mediums, people who who claim to be kind of like sorceresses or witches or something like that. So it's kind of funny uh, in that regard. But it's it's this is a nice story because it's pretty straightforward, right? King Saul, yeah, he's the Philistines are coming. He's he's looking for uh, uh, help, some some advice from the big G upstairs, and he's just not texting. He's he's on airplane mode. So Saul's like, well, I'll go figure this out myself. And he does like the one thing he just shouldn't. I mean, come on, man, really? You, you like you you specific you specifically requested this, and he did. He drove out <laughs> everyone uh, just to get a frame of of time, a time frame for this. Um, we sort of believe these events to have taken place in the late 11th century, roughly somewhere in the 11th century. So um, I know I like to use like you know Homer as like a good ancient. Uh, like guiding point you know that's that's the 8th century BCE to the 12th century BCE so this could have been a contemporary not or not exact contemporary but this could have been happening the same time as you know Homer Homer's epic tales are kind of going around so that's just kind of an idea of, of when this is going on as far as sources go I, I don't know if I can kind of talk about that. Like it's it's Bible, the Bible. Look it up. Um, <laughs> it, and it's 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 pretty wild because I of course there are different versions of it. Um, the Septuagint, which is like the Greek version of the Old Testament, is like a big one that's been used. That's where uh, like Martin Luther and I think King James kind of used references for their versions and their uh, interpretations of it all. But it, it's really kind of cool to see. Um, I think the big thing with this, though, is the the witch herself, because there's there's a, a it, I, I was going to say modern, but there's actually a, a discussion the religious communities about this where they're sort of saying, did, like, was the witch actually a witch? Like, did did she achieve necromancy essentially, or at least like a, the word medium is used a lot, and by that we mean because like uh, that's essentially someone who. Is a, is a they act as a medium between the realm of the living and the dead, right? That's essentially it. It's funny. There's a spiritualist interpretation where they're actually like, she's doing her job. She's being nice. She's she fed the king. She like you know she's not a bad person. And of course, there's some people who thinks it's deceptive. She's a demon. She's even uh, is Satan herself or uh, conjure Satan. You know, like there's something like is there foul play involved? I don't know. I, I can't answer that, but it's it's just really interesting to see. And and like I mentioned, the the Septuagint before, uh, in and in the Latin um, version, the Latin like uh, equivalent, they use the term for what Wikipedia calls contemporary pagan oracles. So it's kind of cool to see that um, two thousand years ago, literally two thousand years ago, when they were writing this in translations, they used a word basically meaning pagan oracle. So I guess I guess they did kind of denote that she wasn't a Christian. She she was, you know, a, a pagan. She was someone else uh, outside of that. So that kind of makes sense in a way. And I guess like the next big thing too is 
she if you look on there, there's lots of paintings of her done it, it she she really comes out between like the 16th and, and like 19th century she's depicted a lot and and in almost all her depictions she looks just like the witch from Snow White who like with the poison apple you know like the one with the like no teeth and stuff it's always like the black cloak and things like that I thought that was really funny um there's also a debate on whether she was they they use the word ventriloquist which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and there's King James, who, who you used for you know your your reference. He and his other work, Demonology, uh, done in 1597, which we referenced. I can't remember which episode it was, but we talked about that before. But um, he kind of uses footnotes and references to sort of prove that it wasn't ventriloquism. That I guess what, like she would have been tricking him, pretending. I don't know. Um, hey, Saul. This what, is, uh... Did she just find like a dead body? And <laughs> I no, mean, what, yeah. what's the? I'm not sure. It's what's really the kind trick of, there? Yeah, it's it's tough to see. I guess it's just like saying. Again, I, I think it goes to the the witchcraft thing of whether it was or was not. Like, is it is it her that's doing it, or did she actually achieve connect? Either she connected to Prophet Samuel, or she connected to a demon who's like, I'm gonna be the dead Prophet Samuel. So, it, like one of the others, um, and Martin Luther. Uh, funny enough, he so he he believed uh, this was on Wikipedia and Britannica that uh, the dead were unconscious and read it as it was the devil's ghost. And uh, John Calvin of Calvinism read it that it was not real Samuel but a specter. So like those two big figures thought of it as essentially a trick uh, of some kind, where Martin Luther put a specific emphasis that it was the devil as well. So just thought that was kind of interesting. It, it, it's been a big deal though. Uh, Wikipedia and Britannica note that it was actually that this sort of sparked the imagination of like witches as a, as a source and kind of shapes them. I mean, we all have a pretty static image of what a um, a witch is, and you can see it in Chaucer in the the Friar's uh, Tale of Canterbury Tales. They, there's also the word um, pythoness, pythonese, which goes from yeah, Python sometimes written as Pytho. This is from Wikipedia. Presided at the Delphic Oracle, which existed in the Cult Center. Um, for its mother Gaia. And there's a lot of interpretations of it, um, but there's this rec- sort of a recurring theme connecting it to things like um, like what the oracles, uh, like being mediums, telling the future, things like that. So, yeah. Well, in the um, the Iliad, the there was a prophecy that the snakes would come and then they came. Yeah, and, and the Iliad and the Odyssey are kind of uh, like mentioned too in some of these works. I mean, you mentioned a python. That's why I thought snake, but... No, that's good. Yeah, it's there's this like Pythonese or Pythonese is like an adjective meaning witch like in a way, and oh, or okay. a very specific witch here. It's it's used. It, it comes up in a few different ways. Pith- Pythoness is one in a 16th century writer Guillaume du Bartes, and there's also uh, suggestions that uh, she specifically used a, a a treat made from the fat of her own son in the necromatic art. So this guy went a little further into this too so i guess like just over time this this like witchiness kind of snowballed and became a little like wilder but yeah it 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 is really interesting to see in the depictions and the interpretations because in in like art you'll see that a very evil witch at some times but the story i mean is is it like is she conscious of her evil like is she like i'm being evil she she doesn't seem evil and the thing the prophecy was true so it's kind of like how evil could she possibly be is telling the truth Look, evil. I've seen enough That's So Raven to know that the prophecy <laughs> is true because 
it was supposed to be. If he hadn't gone a walking over there, he probably would have not gotten <laughs> decapitated uh, the next day. So no, it's it's yeah, yeah. I it, it's tough to see. I mean, she like you would think like her helping him was almost like an assurance of her evilness, you know, like or I don't know, like or was she scared to death that she's like, oh god, this is King Saul? If if she knew it was him, and she's she's gonna be back. It's great too. I mean, like. King Saul's like, man, I like I'm I need some help. I oh, I just kicked out all those seers and things like that. And apparently his servants are like, I got a guy if you need to. <laughs> I know someone and it, I, I would just immediately be like upset. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm starting to see why this guy wasn't king for more than a couple of years. But no. Um, yeah. Really interesting. This. The story really did kind of come up through the next 1700 years of, of Christian history and like theocracy essentially, or uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Theological debate sort of uh, on, on witchcraft wizardry uh, is like, is, is, is what she did possible? Was it, a, was she the devil? Was it a trick? Was she a demon? That kind of thing. And uh, King James, he says kind of that it, it like that it essentially is possible that it, it was the, he believes it was Satan, it looks like, because Satan can make himself look like angels, even, is what he said. So uh, some people believe that it's, like like I said, Martin Luther and John Calvin definitely didn't think that it was a, a, a mortal, normal woman. They think it was something mischievous and, and bad. Very cool story, at the very least. What, what I meant to ask you at the beginning, what made you want to do this? Because uh, you, you suggested this. Where, where did you come across this? Yeah, I was looking up weird biblical stuff you know we, we were doing the seven days yeah and it just kind of went into this rabbit hole of different strange things from the bible and i was like there is a witch in there <laughs> <laughs> no that's really cool yeah it, it, it's it's wild the i used i i didn't talk about my sources entirely so i did start off with wikipedia and britannica but there was actually um christianity.com had a useful sort of write up on this and, you know, from an obvious perspective uh, on what sort of way they were going about. Wikipedia does have a really cool section, though, where it specifically discusses the, uh, like, Judaism, Christianity, the, the different kind of major viewpoints of how it's interpreted and things like that. And especially, like, the with Judaism, it's really interesting to see how um, it, how they rationalize it, essentially, in a way, like you know, where 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 she was she able to do this or not? Was it the devil? Was it God? Who knows? So um, the last funny thing I'll kind of throw into is uh, oh, like what I mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, so like in the Septuagint and then the German version that Martin Luther made, based off of the Greek texts, um, he specifically like they they specifically denote that she did not or she did realize it was Samuel, and that even happens in. Uh, most Spanish translations too. So I just love that the idea of like the game of telephone, you know, over 2000 years in a religion, how crazy could it get? So yeah, uh, really good topic though, Cami, especially yeah, a nice little follow up to our weeks, of, our days of the week episode we did a couple weeks ago. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's about all I've got. If you've got anything else to add. That's all I've got. Awesome. Well, let us know what you think. Was she a witch? <laughs> Was it the devil? I'll put up a poll. <laughs> but uh, guys, thanks again for everything uh, this month. We really appreciate all your support. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to cover. Mystery at gmail.com. Also, you can hit our link tree in the description 
I was pointing below, but it's not. There we go. Below. Remember, YouTube, you can watch us uh, do weird things on here, too. But that's it. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Oh. Ewoks.